The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What is up, everybody? This is going to be a really fun episode of the Green Industry Podcast. I am honored to be joined from Columbus, Ohio with Caleb and Brittany Almond. They own the Almond Landscape, which the Columbus Dispatch newspaper up there ranks them as a top five landscaper. I'm really excited. Uh, Brittany's a mother of three beautiful children and uh, a wife to Caleb. Caleb's obviously a husband, a father. They own a business together. So we're going to talk about their plans as business owners, as, as a mother and, and a father, as a husband and a wife, uh, how they're going to navigate this. We also have John Pajak from Indiana on the phone, Joan, John, Joan, John has a wife as well and a family, a little beautiful daughter, uh, full personality, Payjack, your daughter, I'll tell you what. And uh, so this is real, guys. We are facing some very economic, um, interesting times, which ironically, John and Caleb and I, we're, we, we're, we talk all the time, and we have talked about this moment for, I'd say, about three or four years. Right, boys? Yeah, absolutely, yes. man. So we have Long been, yeah, we have seen the writing on the wall, and uh, we want to talk about this. So I'm going to open up the uh, floor to, actually, I, let me thank to, uh, Jobber real quick before I forget. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Thanks to Jobber for sponsoring today's show. So, Brittany, what is going on? You're a wife. You're a mother. <laughs> you own the business. What's going through your mind right now? Um, there's just a lot of uncertainty and I mean, I want to believe the best, but I'm scared of the worst. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's hit it on the mother first. Then I'll, then I'll get to the wife. Then I'll get to the business owner. I I know you women, you know, Caleb and John and I, we're like, ah, this is fun. We're risk takers. We'll figure it out. You're a mother. You got kids. What, what's that like as a mother, uh, facing all this? Well, in Ohio, we found out while we were in Vegas last week on the work trip that we were at, uh, we found out that the kids were going to be sent home for three weeks for school. It so, is, she's not being funny. They uh, really were on a work trip to Vegas. That sounds kind of sketchy, Brittany, but I know you guys really were out there yeah. on business. <laughs> work <laughs> trip to really Vegas. We did, we did work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got the notification that we're going to homeschool for three weeks, and the teachers are helping out with that. But being a business owner and a mom, you have to be able to balance both of those things and do them well. Um, And how how old are your kids, Brittany? How old are your children? Six. We have a six, four, and two-year-old. So Addison's in kindergarten and Zeke's in preschool. And, And, you know, so you're trying to do that. But then at the same time, like, all these people are buying all the groceries from the grocery store. It's like, Caleb, we need to do, like, online grocery ordering to make sure there's food when we get home. But... I couldn't, I couldn't order anything. Everything, every time I hit something to order, it said it was out of stock. Wow. So I waited until I got home and Sunday when I was at the grocery store, things weren't that bad. Like there were people there. It was kind of like shopping right before Thanksgiving for dinner, mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that bad. And I was like, okay, Caleb, like, I think the media is making a big deal about this and it's not really that bad. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday 
I went back to the store because I was worried <laughs> by chance that we were all going to be put on a two-week quarantine. And two weeks of food for five kids is a lot of food, or you know, five people is a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And I was worried I didn't have enough. So, of course, I go back. And, you know, the thing is, is I don't think anyone really needed, you don't need anything that you're buying. You mm-hmm. just don't want to be the last one buying it. Right. Because there was there were things that I need, you know, like, well, we don't really need spaghetti sauce, but, <laughs> um, you know, there's only five left on the shelf, so I should probably buy at least two of them. Wow. And so you just go through the store doing that, and, you know, I'm $400 deep in groceries, and I've never spent that much money. $400? Family, but Dang. Paul, you had to buy whatever was left. <laughs> and I didn't even go, like, I didn't go crazy, and... You know, of course we had to, like, we're prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Like, the almonds are fine. But you just don't want to be, you just don't want to be the wrong person. So, okay. um, as a mother, I am concerned. And to be totally honest, I uh, I cry. I teared up on the way to the grocery store yesterday because I just wasn't sure what I was, like, what are we doing? Do the kids have at their ages, do they have any comprehension that the things are kind of a little different in society right now? Or are they just, yeah, they have no school. This is fun. You know, like, why didn't this happen when we were in school, man? I mean, come on. We, <laughs> we would get a snow day. We'd go crazy. Right. They get two weeks off. Come on. Or off. They got online classes, but come on. That's, that's easy. Yeah, it is totally not the same. And Zeke, our little construction dude who's four, couldn't be happier that he doesn't have to go to school. Yeah. Uh, and Addison, uh, she's good. She understands that there's a virus. They talked to her about it at school and she understands that they were sent home so they wouldn't all get sick. And we've just kind of left it at that because I don't, I don't want to create panic in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just something that Caleb and I need to personally deal with ourselves at the moment. Yeah, so really appreciate, this is Brittany Almond talking. Her and her husband own a landscaping company. They do about $600,000 a year in revenue. They got a few uh, workers. And uh, Caleb and I were talking this morning, and Caleb's like, Paul, we had a $35,000 job scheduled uh, that got postponed. Caleb, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man. Um, well, the main it wasn't scheduled, but we were really close to closing on the okay. project. And uh and they they kind of went radio silent on us for a couple of days, and we followed up, and they said, and the they said the prudent thing. I don't fault them a bit, and it makes me respect them honestly because they've got, you know, you got to be really pretty. I would imagine well off to to justify spending that kind of money with uncertainty like we have. So they said we're going to table this for a little bit till things calm down, and uh, you know that's not surprising. But at the same time, we just we just closed on a $6,000 project with a deposit and we closed on another $4,000 project with a deposit yesterday and our guys are working all week. So it's still going, but how long that'll go for till people completely shut down? I don't know. Or maybe they won't. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but so the big, the big luxury projects, I think are really going to scale back. Yeah. So you, so you banged out yesterday, closing the deal on a $6,000 job, a $4,000 job. And you got the, what do you do for your deposit, Caleb? 33% or 50% or what? It's, um, it depends on what we're doing on all our residential projects. We'll break them down into a draw system. So, um, like the $6,000 job, we broke it down into, I think we broke it down into five draws just because of the way things are, but you can break it down any way you want. So we'll have mm-hmm. some jobs where like a small, like a $3,000 job, we broke down into two payments, 50, 50. We worked with them last year. Everything's cool. We just want some money for capital for buying materials, you know, just for cash flow, all that stuff. 
the bigger jobs, we're going to break them down into a multitude of, uh, you know, a schedule, a schedule retainer, a scheduling retainer mm-hmm. product. Uh, you know, once materials are on site, we want another, you know, 10% or 20% or however we structure it. But we, we structure it, I believe the most fairly for all people involved where we're paid for, you know, what we're doing and what we've provided. And the client has paid for what, has been provided and what they have received. So it's really the most fair system overall versus 50-50 where, you know, you've got a lot of leverage on the front end, but then the client has a ton of leverage on the back end to say like, well, I don't like this one tree and now I'm going to withhold 50% payment from you. So it's really the most fair system for everyone. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that's why we do the draws. And uh, we got John Pajak on the line as well. John, are you with us up in Indiana? Oh yes. How are you? It's good. You know, Payjack and I and and, uh, Caleb and a a bunch of our friends, we've been chit-chatting almost on a daily basis for years now. And Caleb's kind of been the pioneer in chatting our our heads off like, guys, I know it's really good right now, but we got to be realistic. (laughs) Wouldn't you say, John, Caleb's kind of been in our ear that, you know, the poop's going to hit the fan at some point just because of the ebb and flow of the economy. And we all remember 2008. Uh, everything that happened there, that wasn't virus related. That was more, you know, the, the mortgages and the uh, real estate world kind of was the uh, domino to fall there. Caleb, I'm, I'm curious, you're a big conspiracy guy. What, what do you think's happening behind the scenes? I mean, I want to, we're going to tilt the conversation into solutions, but how did we get here? Like a week ago, we're out, you know, doing, you're out in Vegas, we're out living life. And now everyone's, you know, getting all this scare tactics and fear. What, what's going on behind the scenes in, in your humble opinion, Caleb? John, I'm curious your opinion too. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw out any theories. There's some interesting, you know, conspiratorial things out there, but I think at the end of the day, the biggest is you know, like Britt said earlier, is the uncertainty. Just nobody knows what's gonna happen. Be it regardless of how serious you believe the actual virus is itself, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's you, the, the reality it doesn't matter what the theory is the reality is you know things are closing down people are pulling back and we need to figure out how to, to react to that accordingly we could I'll, I'll talk another day on theories and conspiracy stuff but um you know the, the biggest thing is like figuring out how to how to handle this and react to this but mm-hmm. i think ultimately the thing we, we really need to be vigilant of the thing i will say and just like after 9-11 or even 2008 crash economically we need to be very careful that we don't waive our rights for security or for uh comfort so we need to be whatever the governments propose out of this whole debacle that we're not giving away our freedom any more than we already have so i think we just need to be really vigilant about that's one thing i will plant my flag on there is we need to be vigilant of our rights and not let any more be stripped away under the guise of like being protected or being safer or whatever so i will i will say that yeah, that is very, very well said. Uh, K, uh, John, up in Indiana, you own a solo company, and and we all there's responsibility here. I'm I'm the single guy that's just like loving the no traffic and and this that and other. You guys have children to feed. You have <laughs> uh, marriages. You have uh, Caleb. You have uh, you know your your three to four employees, and I'm assuming that some of those guys might be married and have kids. There's a lot of mouths to feed here. There's a lot of responsibility. How are you handling it, John? I know you're really into goal setting and strategies. What's kind of your plan up there as a, as a solo operator? I, I would like to add it's a little, it is a bit nerve wracking um, going into this. Uh, you know, they shut down the schools just like they have across a lot of part of the country. Uh, you know, 
on the 13th, they said, hey, the kids are going to be out of school until for an entire month. Mm-hmm. And that's tentative at this point. And like to touch on what uh, Caleb was saying, I, I wholeheartedly agree that we have to be cautious <laughs> to not give up our rights in, in the, with the promise of security. Um, my, neighboring city, my neighboring state of Illinois, it, you should, some of the things that they are doing are, it's, it's just, it's just kind of scary situation where the, they're, ta- they're just, they have the ability to take people's land over at this time and shut off utilities and things like that, however they want to um, use it. So with that being said, there's a lot of scary things out there, but we can only control what we have in front of us. And one of the things that I really feel that a lot of people need to do is instead of focusing on the fear and the uncertainty is to grab onto the things that you know. Mm-hmm. And just reiterate that, you know, we, we will get through this. One way or the other, we will get through this time, you know. And it's important to be kind to one another. It's important to keep cool heads. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to the, if you have to get resupplied and you go to the grocery store, don't go in there with the Mad Max attitude of, you know, it's the apocalypse and I got to knock over I got to go hip check the 70 year old lady that's trying to get a can of beans off the thing. Yeah. Brittany, as a uh, woman pushing your, your cart through there, <laughs> what, what was it like? Cause I've, I haven't really been out. I mean, I've been in, I've been in the studio and I've been in the gym. I just, my life's been, I, I, I'm like, come on, what, uh, you know, I, I got food here. I'm, 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 I'm just chilling, making TikToks. But what was it like for you as a woman in the grocery store? Did you feel like fearful or was people like bumping into your cart or what was it like in there for you? <laughs> No, it wasn't like there weren't angry people and there weren't even mean people. It was more of a look of what am I doing here? And I'm, it was just, like I said earlier, it was just uncertainty from everyone. Mm -hmm. What do I buy? How much do I buy? Would you say, there's no, (laughs) sorry, go ahead. No, baby. I was just gonna say, would you say people were like tense or on edge? Would you call it that maybe? No, I, I, I talked to multiple people while I was walking there because, you know, you'll walk up the spaghetti aisle and you and another person are both staring at an <laughs> empty shelf. And you both kind of, we laugh at each other, but it's like a laughing, crying thing because there's no spaghetti, but look at the situation we're in and how did we get here? I mean, what, when's the last time you went to the grocery store? It looked like the grocery store was out of going out of business. Like what I don't understand about the toilet paper thing, like, don't y'all just, can't you just use like a rag or a towel and like clean it? I mean, throw it in the, 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 what's the thing called? The laundry thing. Like, I don't understand the freak out about that. I live in the woods. So it's like, I mean, I'm sure the Lord, when he went to the bathroom, he just wiped off with a leaf or something went on with the day. It's funny that I understand the, the food thing is like, okay, restroom. you need food eventually. To sur- the, Go ahead. Well, I've been told that the grocery store is, do have toilet paper in the back, but they're releasing it in waves, so oh. people just don't go crazier than they've already gone. Okay. But Paul, there I, wasn't any meat, milk, bread, hot dogs, mm-hmm. fish. No salad, bread, bananas, it's, nothing. How's the produce section? No I, I have a theory. The produce the section is completely thing. empty at several of the stores I've been to. 
I just heard music to my ears. Caleb said he has a theory. Bring it on, Caleb. This is what this is the juicy stuff here. <laughs> Come on. I, I I have a I have a toilet paper conspiracy. Oops. I, yeah, I have a toilet paper conspiracy, or it's just not even conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Not a conspiracy. It's a theory of like why people are rushing to buy so much toilet paper. I think it's somewhat indicative of the pampering that our society is so accustomed to. We're wow. so comfortable right now as wow. collectively as a culture. I think it's just like, oh, wow. one of the, the the niceties of life. And so it's just one of those little things. Like we take food for granted, I think. And, but it's just one of those things like I don't I think there I think it says something more collectively about the culture. And I don't know what it is exactly. And somebody more somebody more intelligent than I, of course, could figure that out. But I think it says something about that in the thing. So sorry to cut you off, John. And I, what, no, I, it's okay. what I really want to hear from all three of you is the good that's going to come out of this. Because I, I think I'm a big sports guy, but I, you know, usually when there's adversity, one team will respond and it'll make them so strong and they'll like thrive and flourish on it, and the other team will crumble. And I think that's what we're going to see, you know, through this. Because we've we've we're not old, but we've seen the SARS thing and the what was the bird flu thing, swine something. And uh, what was, man, I've seen, remember the anthrax anthrax thing where we're afraid to open the mailbox. I remember Eminem was singing a song when I was in high school about the anthrax and the, you guys remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember the song, but I, 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 well, anyway, it's, it's typically an election year, the strings get pulled. And we've talked about this literally guys. I'm not just trying to make us sound like, we predicted this, but we we've had legit conversations, especially when we were talking about buying a piece of equipment. Caleb's a baller, so he's like, "Yeah, I just got a seventy thousand dollar job. I'm gonna go buy this, that, and other." We're like, "Caleb, what if the economy stops? Like, do you want to take? You know what I mean?" So these these are wouldn't you guys agree? We've had these conversations like a lot off air, and uh, but I'm curious, what's the good that can come out of this? What what's the strategy? How do we get through this? That when we look back, because all the way up until the election, in my opinion, it's gonna be a swirl. And uh, we don't need to get into politics, but it's it's gonna it's gonna swirl around. But as business owners, how do we keep your three children, Brittany and Caleb? How do we keep the food on their table and them to have a healthy childhood? And, and John with his little daughter, and your guys' marriages to thrive. What's the good that can come out of this? And what's the actual realistic solution to get there? Um, Brittany, we can start with you if you have an answer. If not, one of the other guys can chime in. Yeah. Well, with as far as like from a wife and parent perspective goes. I think this is a good opportunity. And I've always kicked around homeschooling, but here I'm given the opportunity to. But it's a good opportunity to not only teach your kids, you know, the the curriculum that you're given, but also I we planted a garden last night. We started a garden, like in one of the little kids, and Addison's going to keep a seed journal. And But I've seen things on Facebook, like take this time to teach your kids how to cook, mm-hmm. how to change a tire. And just just general life lessons that they're not going to learn at school. Mm-hmm. And now your home, most people are working from home now. So you have this gift, actually, you know, look at it that way. You have a gift of three weeks at home or longer, maybe the rest of the school year mm-hmm. that your home and their home, and you can use that time to teach them. Yeah. So I think that is the good that's coming. We're going to have more family time. That's awesome. For better or for worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have more family time, and I think that will be for the good of the country. Maybe it'll slow us down some. Man, that's that's a, that's really good. That's like a mic drop right there. The Green Industry Podcast returns in just a moment. <laughs> 
Hey guys, Paul here, and I want to tell you about how using the CRM Jobber has increased efficiency and organization in our business. I remember those days of chasing the checks, the old checks in the mail. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, and wasting time trying to collect those payments from our customers. Well, now that we use Jobber, we have our customers' cards on file, and we get paid faster, a lot faster. Like immediately after the job's done, we charge the card, or in some cases, we charge it the first of each month. Now, this this helps cash flow and it reduces a ton of stress. Jobber's offering a free trial. If you just want to try it out and see if it's a right fit for your business, we're going to leave that link in today's show's notes. Click on the link and just navigate Jobber and uh, check it out if it's the CRM for your company. Mr. Producer here with some exciting news. One-on-one -on -one coaching with Green Industry Podcast host Paul Jamison is now available. Are you wanting to experience breakthrough in your life or business? Paul is offering one-hour coaching sessions to help you fine-tune your business. Join Paul as together you will work on a plan to activate your destiny with setting and accomplishing specific goals. Whether you're trying to create better margin in your schedule or increase profitability and efficiency in your business, Paul would love to help you. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com to sign up for a one-hour coaching session with Paul. Again, that's greenindustrypodcast.com, and that link will be in today's show notes. Caleb, what's your strategy? 600000 in revenue last year. Um, what? How do you match that or surpass that this year when people's pockets are it's it's a it's a luxury to get your backyard done or put a retaining wall in or you know the stone patio pavers what's your plan to continue to keep your guys working and continue to keep the money flowing in um i'll tell you what i'll i'll, I'll talk about that paul let's i want to hear john's perspective on what he thinks what good could come out of this john if you can oh you know here's one thing i want to add even though the stores were insane uh, as in, like, everything being stripped bare and being incredibly crowded and long waits to the, for the checkout line. The one thing I could say is everyone that was around me, we all had, you know, very cordial uh, conversations. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, we're, you know, anybody that's around me, you got to know I am a talker. And the thing is, everybody was on edge, to a degree, but at the same time, we were kind of making joking about certain things, and uh, we were kind of laughing at ourselves for waiting so long to come out to go to the grocery store, waiting until there was, you know, the schools shutting down was the key for most of the people that I spoke with to, you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta run out and grab this stuff before everybody else does. Um, I really feel like this is. Uh, even though we are supposed to be, you know, having that social separation so that we're not passing things on, even though all of that is happening, I feel it's bringing people together and introducing new people to one another uh, in a different way. You know, it's like we're this collective nervousness that we all have. And it's funny, you know, I live basically like, most people know me through Facebook and I'm part of a lot of different groups. And even with the local, uh, you know, the town that I live in is Sherryville, Indiana, there's the, you know, local Facebook groups. We would never meet each other in real life, even though we are like, a, you know, we could be two blocks away from one another. 
we're communicating through the, the Facebook boards and everybody's been really good. Like everybody's been opening up even more, you know, like, oh, hey, I, I don't know where these supplies might be. There's been a lot of people that say, hey, go check this place out. Last time I was just there, they still had stuff. So I feel like even besides the intimate family, being able to spend time with your family like Brittany uh, spoke about, it's also, this thing is really, I feel like, bringing communities together, even though it seems like sometimes the media really wants you to feel like everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. It It really feels like I'm feeling more connected to my neighbors than I ever have. And we don't, we're, we're not like talking to each other on the street. We're just messaging each other and saying, Hey, are you okay? That's you awesome. Need anything. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful, John. I, I really appreciate that. And, and tell folks who don't know where you're from, uh, Indiana, what, what part of Indiana there? And you're not too far outside of Chicago, correct? No, I mean, we're, we're in Northwest Indiana and, uh, we're pretty, we're very close to the Illinois border. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we have a, we're not from cornfield, you know, uh, type of Indiana. We're from like the industrial yeah. steel mills and, and oil refinery type of uh, Indiana. Yeah. So we have a, a kind of a special cross section. Yeah. And uh, let me say something real quick before. Some... Sorry, go ahead, John. No, please, please go forward. Before we get to uh, the mastermind of Caleb Allman's strategy to navigate through this, I, I, I do want to say, you know, my grandpa and grandma passed away last year. Is very, I was very close with them. It's really tough. Uh, but if you do know a widow or an elderly person, I, I know one lady from church, her husband passed away and uh, I was able to talk to her on the phone today and you could sense, I mean, a little bit of fear and uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're young and healthy and like, you know, if we get the cold or the flu, I mean, I, I've seen Caleb out there with the flu and he's out working, like we're, we're young and our immune systems can handle this, but the elderly folks, you know, when they get sick, whether it's the flu or, or it doesn't really matter what virus it is their immune system is typically a lot weaker when you're, you know, you're 80 year older. So if you got a neighbor, if you have a, someone from church or a relative, you know, I think that's important that we take care of our children first and also the, 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 the widows and the older folks, because they're not going to just whip around to the grocery store and wait in a long line to get peanut butter. Like we could take it to them. So I, I definitely think, you know, we all know people that are older. Let's check in on them and, and make sure that they have, the essentials to survive with uh, basic water and food. So that's a good uh, point uh, to make sure we're doing. Caleb, you've had time to think about your answer, man. You got courses on how to do retaining walls, how to do uh, stone patio pavers. How do, how do we survive Corona? Well, our, our big thing moving forward is, and we've tried to be diverse for a long time, just, just because of these things. I've always, I've always recognized them and cognizant of, you know, paver patios are a luxury purchase mm-hmm. and landscaping and all that. So we understand that's one of the first things to get cut off when, you know, when things tighten up economically or whatever. And so we've always tried to be diverse with our offerings and broaden our skill sets. Um, so, you know, we're, we're looking to take on potentially more utilitarian type work. So we're, Britt and I were discussing taking on some concrete uh, pouring jobs that are a lot more cost effective or, you know, a lot more attractive for, uh, um, you know, properties to, to do instead of, uh, you know, we'd normally pass on those retain on those uh, concrete jobs and pass them off to a concrete guy. Well, 
we're getting to be decent enough concrete finishers now where we're going to start looking at those jobs or we're looking at more uh, and we're doing our darndest to keep in the stormwater stormwater management work with uh, that commercial end and commercial sector. Uh, I think one thing to really keep an eye on is going to be a lot of stimulus projects are going to be coming up here mm-hmm. from the federal government. And there's going to be a lot of federal money uh, being poured out for, for commercial or I'm sorry, not for commercial, but for municipal and government jobs projects. And so Britt and I are, have been looking into some of that stuff for a while, but we're really going to ratchet that up now and look into, we're just going to try to capitalize on whatever opportunities we can. And I think government dollars is going to be a big one. And which is sounds absolutely uh, like ludicrous coming out of a libertarian such as myself. But the reality is I've got my own, you know, we've, we've got to just capitalize wherever we can and wherever that money is. So, um, you know, we're, we're not opposed to, to stretching out beyond what we normally do to be diverse and be able to uh, weather the storm. Cause we do, we've got three guys with fam that all have kids, all have families. Um, and I want to keep them, I want to do my darndest as a servant leader to, to take care of them and uh, keep them employed. And we're, we're going to do our darndest to keep our guys employed and of course, keeping ourselves employed. And, you know, if we have to lay guys off, we have to lay guys off, but I'm gonna do my darndest to keep everybody employed and uh, we'll see where it goes. Man, Kayla, that was absolutely. And if I can go ahead, Brittany. If I can just add, um, something we did yesterday morning is we brought the guys in and had a company meeting. Um, we talked to them about what could happen and what we we're going to do, but we wanted to just remind them to be frugal over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. They could be laid off tomorrow, or we could continue working the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of them having kids and families to support. I just want them to be so prepared for whatever is about to come. So for all the business people out there, please just prepare your fam- prepare your employees for um, what may happen. And that way they're not, you know, that way their family's not going hungry. And I'm just super concerned about that. I, I want our, employees well taken care of yeah well i appreciate you guys' selfless love towards others of course this show is available on itunes google play stitcher spotify the green industry podcast we got people watching on facebook live as well and if you're just tuning in we just heard Payjack talk about the community and, and keeping an eye out to be kind to other people around us and, and caleb's talking and Brittany are talking about their employees who have families that let's do everything we can to keep you know they're them provided for and, and their families going. So I really appreciate your guys' heart uh, for that. Do you have any last closing things? I mean, we got people listening that are solo guys that l- do lawn care companies. We got guys listening from New Zealand, Australia, Canada, all across North America that have businesses of different sizes. But what we've just heard Caleb say is be proactive. He's looking into concrete, storm drainage things, government jobs. We might have only had our income coming in from one way, but to be, you know, I want to say this and then get your guys' final thoughts. I was getting my hair cut the other day, and the, the lady cut my hair. Which she threw in the towel. She's like, oh, this is awesome. I'm not going to have to pay my bills, and and I'm, my, my phone bill is going to be postponed for another month. And it's like she was celebrating that. Like it was, I was just thinking, I was like, how could a human being be thinking like this? Like she just threw in the towel. Like it's the end of the world in her mind, and she just quit. And I was like, I mean, I did my best to give her a gigantic tip and to encourage her, but she, she quit. She threw in the towel and you guys are, you guys are being diligent oh. and proactive and like, we're going to, we're going to have to figure something out. But, uh, Dave Ramsey always says the best place to go when you're broke is the work and it's time to, 
it's time to pray hard and to work hard. And so this is not a time. Yeah. I know the kids are on recess, but as entrepreneurs, if you're not waking up before the sun comes out and working all day, I mean, pray your heart out. I'm all about that, but work hard too. You know what I mean? So give me your clothing thoughts. And uh, I know we, we all have busy days and uh, need to get moving on, but uh, everyone's got one shot here at your final thoughts. It's like Jerry Springer. Remember they did the clothing closing <laughs> argument? Uh, I don't watch that show anymore, by the way, but Jerry I used to watch Springer. it. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. No, uh, you know, you, you mentioned how, you know, kids are on recess, whatever. Uh, you know, it, that's kind of, it's been forced on them. Uh, and, you know, there's threats of, uh, you know, non-essential businesses being shut down, which is scary, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business, small business owner, it's, it's terrifying to hear those words because then it's like, you know, somebody is telling you, you can't do your job. You can't make your money. You can't support your family. Um, but as long as there is no ban against working, uh, I, I am not going to be like the, the, the hair cuttery lady that was taking care of your head over there, Paul. Um, we have things in place right now where uh, I know a lot of companies are going to be living low and kind of shrinking, um, but right now we have a uh, uh, basically it's, it's a campaign to get in front of our customers and our clients to really kind of reassure them of we're still here, we're going to take all the precautions necessary and be by providing them the services that we do provide, uh, it can help make them safer. They won't have to go out into the, the public if they don't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, you know, we're kind of pushing forward. Uh, instead of not cutting back on advertising, I'm actually going to use this opportunity to put more advertising out there. Yeah. And now that now that I have said that, you know, there might be a lot of people that are listening to this. They might consider doing the same thing. It's a big risk because, you know, that money, uh, you're spending a lot of money with no guaranteed results. But um, sometimes that's what needs to happen so that you can get ahead in your market, you know. Yeah, and we're, we're and down. Caleb and Brady, you guys can share your final thoughts, but we're very fortunate, the timing of this, because most of, I'm down south, so I got a head start, and it's going to be 78 degrees tomorrow. I'm going to actually go down to the pool uh, and, get, and relax a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. I'm, like, Man, pumped I'm, up. I'm bachelor life. But, uh, so, but long story short, most of the country, the spring rush, just on a normal year, is is still a two or three weeks away till it really gets crazy where the demand's you know just getting wild, so we did get a little bit of a head start on this, and and the demand is the highest for our industry coming up here over the next couple months. So I know I I don't want to sound like I don't have compassion for other business owners and other industries. I do. We are fortunate in the kind of you know the demand's still really high uh, this time of the year, so it's not going to hurt us as bad as it will you know, painters and roof, you know, some of the other industries. So Caitlin, Brittany, your final thoughts, and then we'll end the show. Um, well, okay. Go ahead, Brittany. Go ahead. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> uh, my final, I tell the kids every day when they go to school to be kind, brave, and smart. And that's what I'm going to tell everyone here. Uh, take care of your family. And I would capitalize on this time to create memories with your family and to strengthen that foundation because that's how you make good people in this world 
And so outside the business perspective, that's going to be what I recommend as far as the family thing goes. Well said, Caleb. Well, then I guess that brings it to me. Yeah. No the, pressure. I think the, the yeah, right. Do I think the, the big takeaways are like there's a macro and a micro, right? So the micro is, you know, be educating yourself, be trying to figure out how you can diversify, bring more value to your clients, make them, you know, do your darndest, you know, even, even maybe just cut them a discount if you have to, whatever, you know, like figure out a way to keep in front of your clients. Don't lose money, but you know, do your darndest to keep from your clients. Cause I think it's, I think the economy is going to get really tight. I think mm-hmm. it's my because people aren't work like bartenders. And I mean, there's a lot of people not working currently. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the government's going to be able to supplement that enough to make any real impact mm-hmm. without trashing the economy on the, on the big end. So, I mean, I'd really be, be frugal, you know, be wise, be prudent. Uh, one of the, a rapper I used to listen to way back in the day said, don't wave your rights with your flags. And I always thought that's the biggest thing. So what rapper was that, Caleb? You said a rapper. I thought you're old school country, (laughs) like the real country. No, no, no. uh, it was, a, it was a guy named Sage Francis, I think, or something like that. But I thought that was like, it was right after 9-11, but I thought it was a really good lead. Don't wave your rights with your flags. And, and so, you know, don't, don't give up, you know, security for some comfort. You know what I mean? So that's the big thing. But just be frugal. Diversify your company as best you can. And just, just don't stop networking because there's still going to be work that needs done. There's going to be critical infrastructure work. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of federal money pouring out. So you might look at ways to capitalize on that. So other than that, just be wise, be kind, stock up your stuff, and, you know, maybe crack open a Bible, read the book of Proverbs if you want to read anything that's, uh, uh, you know, any, even if you're not a Christian, just just read the book of Proverbs. That, that's a pretty good, uh, you know, rule book to live life by regardless of what your faith is. Absolutely. Well, you can follow Caleb and Brittany on, on uh, Instagram. What do you guys have, like 17,000 followers last I checked? Maybe it's more. Almond Landscape LLC yeah, on look, Instagram. Yeah, Right there, yep, 17, and we're blessed and, and appreciative what? of all that, and we do our best to bring value, so. Okay, and uh, you guys are doing, see, TikTok, I, I've heard the TikTok theory. Charlie D'Amelio's behind all this, her family, because shut down society, so everyone watches TikTok, the Chinese company. I've heard, because this thing originally, that's just one crazy theory. <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of theories, but yeah, it started that. in China. <laughs> China owns TikTok. Everyone's at home watching TikTok. My views on TikTok, I was at the grocery store, and I'm like, I just shared a Bible verse walking down the aisle with the grocery store. 700,000 views. 700,000 views. Um, off that one video right there. It's been wild on TikTok. I'm, I'm opportunistic. I know the kid teenagers are at home watching TikTok all day. So I'm trying to crank out as much content as I can and, and they're favoring it. So you can follow Caleb and Brittany on Instagram, Almond Landscape LLC. Come on guys, TikTok, man. It's make your content now. It's like, cause on, on winter break, I got a bunch of views and on summer break, I got a bunch of views cause the kids are in a school. They're watching TikTok all day. So now they're really watching it. That's a good point. Yeah, there you oh, go. That was free. Point, man. That was free. Almond Landscape <laughs> LLC on Instagram. Payjack, you do Facebook for your main social media. You can follow him on Facebook, correct? Yes. John Payjack Financial Coaching is one of the main ones you could find me on. Yeah, plug real quick, uh, and then then we I, I got to get going. But plug real quick. You guys both have – John, you do financial coaching. Caleb, you, you can teach people how to hardscape. Go ahead and sell your product real quick, and then we'll, we'll end the show. <laughs> go ahead, John. Caleb? All right. Uh, basically, I can help with any kind of budget, personal budgeting, uh, which was actually very important at this time. Of there the you time. go. <laughs> uh, to be able to take the money that you have and make them ma- maximize it. And also, I offer uh, counsel coaching 
to small businesses uh, for business development. So there you go. So hit him up on Facebook, John Payjack. He actually helped me with my budget. That was like two or three years ago. We nailed down those numbers. Payjack, highly recommend him. If you want to learn better budgeting in your business and in your personal life, John Payjack at Facebook. Caleb and Brittany have how to install pavers and how to install retaining wall teaching at howtoinstallpavers.net. What else is going on over at howtoinstallpavers.net, Caleb? Oh man, we got we're gonna have a couple more training courses coming out. Uh, we're looking forward to doing that and apprenticeship program, all sorts of cool stuff. But I don't want this to feel like we're here to advertise our stuff. But just check us out on our social media, and, and you can decide if we bring value or not. So thanks for the opportunity today, Paul. Appreciate the chance to share our thoughts. Yeah, Brittany, you with though you win the MVP of the show. Thanks for your um, insights. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. And uh, Caleb, thanks for your time. John, thanks for your time. And we'll be in touch on the social media. Thanks for joining the show today, guys. Have a great day. Keep your wits about you. That's right. Awesome. I just ended the show on Facebook. Thank you guys very much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's fun. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. We'll see you. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Well, some dear friends there, Caleb and Brittany Allman and John Pajak. Those are some quality people right there. I'll tell you what, John Pajak, if you ever – need a friend to change. I think I've said this before about John, but he's that guy. We all know a guy who's like, if you're stranded on the side of the road and you get one phone call of someone who's actually going to come fix your spare tire or jumpstart your battery, whatever could possibly leave you on the side of the road, John Pajak is the guy. He is just a, a good, solid friend like that. And I will give you the shirt off his back and or the gravel off his back. No pun intended there. <laughs> His nickname's the Gravelback Mechanic, but I uh, appreciate John being on the show and uh, Caleb and Brittany as well. I think John and Caleb, I mean, they're Marty. They've they've been on the show multiple times, each of them, haven't they? Friends of the show, for real, friends of the program. Well, guys, we're going to do a whole show coming up uh, here when one of the next episodes about coaching. It's something that you've asked quite a bit about, and uh, it's something I've kept kicking the can down the road because I just haven't had the honestly, I just haven't had time in my schedule. To commit, if you want to sign up for an hour of my time, I've just I've had so much going on, and uh, we wanted to carve that out and uh, make that possible. I've, I get messages all the time, Paul. Can you help me? Can you help me? And it's just it's not that simple. I need to know what your goals are. I need to know what your financial. I mean, we don't have to get into too much detail, but we need to get into some detail. I'm not I'm not just going to willy nilly throw out advice because some things are generalized, but there's so much that depends on the details of your specific circumstance situation your family, your goals, where you're trying to get. And I'd love to help you, uh, but it it does take time to dive into all that. And so if you want to sign up for coaching, Marty will put that link in today's show's notes. You can go to greenindustrypodcast.com. You you sign up for an hour and then uh, we can do a Zoom call and um, which is free for you or we could do, um, that's basically what we're going to be doing, right, Marty? That we, yeah, we'll figure it out. You, you, You can do the Zoom call for free. We'll just email you the link. And then we'll chat for one hour and uh, help set some goals for your business and uh, get some accountability going. That's going to be a lot of fun. So sign up for that at greenindustrypodcast.com. All right, guys, we'll be back soon. Smash that subscribe button. What, Marty? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he said we're good to go. Why would it? <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. You, you, you're, you're something else, Marty. I didn't, is that out yet or not? Not yet. 
Well, I'm not going to announce it. Then Mar- Marty wants to uh, get a, a a code, Mr. Producer, to get you a discount, but it's not ready yet, and we got to negotiate that. What? <laughs> you know what you're like. I used to do this uh, in front of my parents, Marty. Like if I really wanted to get something when I was a little kid, I'd ask my mom and dad, like if they were in front of all their friends. Cause I knew they'd be nice to me. So like, Oh mom, uh, can I get this? And like, she's in front of all of her friends and then she feels like obligated. Like, she, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she says, yes, <laughs> that's what you try to do live on the radio. You're trying to get your Mr. Producer discount, uh, code, a little commission for Marty. Hey, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, anyways, go to, <laughs> go to green industry podcast.com and uh, you can sign up for the coaching there. Mr. Producer here with some exciting news. One-on-one coaching with Green Industry Podcast host Paul Jamison is now available. Are you wanting to experience breakthrough in your life or business? Paul is offering one-hour coaching sessions to help you fine-tune your business. Join Paul as together you will work on a plan to activate your destiny with setting and accomplishing specific goals. Whether you're trying to create better margin in your schedule or increase profitability and efficiency in your business, Paul would love to help you. Visit GreenIndustryPodcast.com to sign up for a one-hour coaching session with Paul. Again, that's GreenIndustryPodcast.com, and that link will be in today's show notes.